Ah, uh, yes. Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Friday. Happy Friday to you. It, it is the 15th of September, 2023. Daniel Pettigrew back with you for the final time this week, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text, as always, 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast with Vossi and Brandy for listeners through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney. Patton Hills uh, for listeners in Queensland after the six o'clock news. We've made it to finals week two of both the NRL and the AFL. Of course, the Storm and the Roosters tonight in the NRL. Warriors and Knights tomorrow night. Some news, pretty big news coming out of the Melbourne Storm camp. Uh, yesterday afternoon and confirmed overnight, which we'll get to shortly. Charlie Goodsir will also join me in the studio in about 15 minutes to look uh, look ahead at what is an exciting weekend of NRL finals. We might also get his AFL tips. Already got a text about Charlie Goodsir on the text line as well, which I'll we'll get to in a second. EPL returns as well this weekend after a weekend off due to the international break. John Gallo to join me in about half an hour to preview all the action of the EPL. We may even talk to John about the situation with the A-League Grand Final if we've got time. And also uh, looking at England. Uh, we spoke about England to John the other day in relation to their draw against Ukraine. They beat Scotland the other day in a friendly. Uh, Gareth Southgate has come under some pressure. He's had some interesting words to say about Harry Maguire. So we'll get to that as well if we have time. But most importantly, want to hear from you on this Friday morning. one 1170 or 736 736, it's 2 past 5. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install the Rheem, Australia's favourite hot water. All right, I want to know a couple of things from you this morning before we get to the news of the day. Uh, the first one, and I asked you last week, I'll ask you this week. Two more teams will disappear from the NRL competition over the course of the next 48 hours, less than 48 hours now. Which two teams leave? Does the Storm beat the Roosters? Do the Roosters beat the Storm? And what happens in that game tomorrow between the Warriors and the Knights? Who wins? What's going to be the scoreline tonight in the Storm-Roosters game? What's going to be the scoreline tomorrow afternoon in the Warriors-Knights game? Of course, the winner of the Storm and the Roosters meet Penrith next Friday night. The winner of the Warriors and the Knights meet Brisbane next Saturday night. What's going to be the scoreline? 1-300-01-1170. And who's going to win? 0457-736-736. Now, some news out of the game from both sides tonight. Firstly, for the Melbourne Storm, big blow. Jerome Hughes ruled out. Now, there was talk about this throughout the day yesterday that he was in extreme doubt uh, for the game against the Roosters tonight and was ruled out when those team lists were updated at about 7.50 last night. Uh, Craig Bellamy said yesterday he did a little bit of running uh, Jerome Hughes, but we'll just see how he pulls up. To be honest, he's probably unlikely. Now, he, now we know he's not going to play, but we'll just see how he pulls up this afternoon after the run. So Tyrone Wishart will come in to uh, the team uh, because Pezzett, who has been filling in for Jerome Hughes throughout the year when Jerome Hughes hasn't been playing for various reasons, um, wasn't part of the squad. Uh, they didn't name him in the squad. So Tyron Wishart comes into the squad instead. He'll play halfback. Well, that's where he's been named anyway. Har uh, Harry Grant still at hooker at the moment, although there was a little bit of talk about the fact that maybe they could move Harry Grant into the halves with Cam Munster. But that, I think, and we'll talk 
to Charlie, and we'll get our preview shortly. I think that evens things up quite a bit. You look at how good Jerome Hughes has been, and we talk about Cam Munster, and Munster's an excellent player, and we know Munster can step up in big games. He's done it before. But Jerome Hughes has been very good for Melbourne over the past couple of years, and for him not to be there is going to be very interesting indeed. Does that even things up for you for the Storm Roosters match? I still think the Storm are favourites, um, and rightly so, but it does definitely even things up a little bit, I reckon, with no Jerome Hughes there. And the other interesting one from the Roosters' point of view, and we've spoken about this throughout the week, and we'll see uh, what happens if he does play, but uh, the updated team list from the Roosters last night was that it was going to be uh, still um, Paul Momorowski in the centres. Now, I want to talk about unlikely finals heroes this morning on the show. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457-736-736. Your unlikely finals heroes. Tyron Wishart for the Melbourne Storm tonight. May well be able to do that for the Melbourne Storm. Paul Momorowski, Corey Allen maybe, for the Sydney Roosters could do it. And when you talk about Paul Momorowski as well, who's only played a couple of games this year for the Roosters. I think he played Anzac Day then the week after against the Warriors. Um, he has won a grand final and... He is, the, And if you cast your mind back for the Roosters when he was at his first stint at the Roosters uh, a few years ago now, back in 2018, when Latrell Mitchell was out suspended for that week, Paul Momorowski was in for Latrell Mitchell and helped the Roosters get through to the grand final. Not only that, he was actually the last player to score at the old Sydney football stadium, at the old Allianz Stadium. So, look, he is a big game player. Trent Robinson says there's always been confidence in Mommers. That's why he's back here. He's a grand final winner and a big game player for us. I would have liked more games for him with the shoulder injury he's had, but I'm always confident in Mommers and what he's capable of. He also said with the shoulder surgery, he's done a lot of running in opposition to work against us. We've been pushing the strength and all that to the point that he'd be able to get selected. This was the first week that he got ticked off by the medical staff, Two weeks ago, they highlighted this week to get ready to play again. So it was timely. So there you go. Uh, Momoroski in, it seems. Uh, Wishart in for the Storm. Unlikely finals heroes. Who has stood up? Who's been the hero that no one would have really expected in finals past? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170 And who wins over the weekend by how many points? Who's meeting the Panthers and the Broncos next weekend? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70. Now, there was NRLW last night as well. Uh, and the Knights wrapped up the minor premiership 28 points to 8 over the West Tigers at Leichhardt. Newcastle 28 over the West Tigers. Eight. Now, Ben Hunt has done an interview with uh, Michael Carianis in the Daily Telegraph, just away from finals football for a second. And we know there's been a lot of talk surrounding Ben Hunt for many months now, really since the departure of Anthony Griffin at the St. George Illawarra Dragons. We know not long after Griffin left that it looked like Ben Hunt was going to potentially leave the Dragons. Seemed like he didn't want to be there. At various points, we thought he might be playing his last game. Uh, Michael Carianis, the first question at this interview on the Daily Telegraph said, when the Daily Telegraph said, can you put to bed where you'll be in 2024? And Ben Hunt says, I'll be at the Dragons. Had a number of meetings with Flano now. That's where I'm going to be. Uh, he also said, though, I wouldn't say I'm being held hostage. That's a bit harsh. I've had to accept it in a way 
that I'm going to be there. Interesting. Um, it, it seems that he will be there. Whether he really wants to be there or not, Ben Hunt, is another question. Now, he says he's had meetings with Shane Flanagan. It's an interesting one, and I asked this um, when the story first rose many, many months ago now about Ben Hunt and the Dragons. Would you want a player that is a very good player and a very important part of your team, no doubt about that, but a player that he may well be 100% committed on the field when they play, but there's still rumours and speculation around the future of Ben Hunt. Now, if you were in charge of the Dragons or if it was your club, would you like someone like Ben Hunt there, even though you know he, he sort of doesn't really want to be there? Um, it's an interesting interview. I'd say you should definitely have a read of it. It's on the Telegraph website, probably in the paper as well today. Um, we'll see what happens. He was asked to also ask, can he still be captain of the club? And he said, I still think I'm the best person to do it for the club. If I'm at the club, I'm all, I'll always play my best footy and try my hardest. I'm the guy who can lead our team. I've got the respect of the players and I can still do the job. So what do you reckon? Dragons captain, um, and he says if he's, if he's at the club, it's a good idea But for him to be captain, but he will be there next year. That's what he says. Would you want Ben Hunt at your club when he's talking like that? 0457 736 736 or one 1170 Interesting one. This uh, text from Gary as well. We'll ha have a chat with Charlie Goodsir on the other side of the break. Uh, uh, this one, sorry, it's from Elsley Tiger. He says, I'm not sure if I missed it or not, but did Charlie Goodsir apologise to the Swans for his comment last week that they would get beaten by 70, where in fact they almost uh, won going down only by uh, six or seven. Uh, I did text Charlie Goodsir. I watched the last quarter of that game last Friday night after the Rugby League. And when the Swans got within six, I did reply to him saying they're not getting beaten by 60. I did text him saying not getting beaten by 60. Uh, he didn't reply. He didn't reply. I don't think he has apologised, though. I don't think he's going to apologise now, but I'll raise that with him. I will raise that uh, with him. Interesting one. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on the NRL and the AFL after the break. But most importantly, what your thoughts this morning? 0457 736 736 around this Ben Hunt issue. Would you like him at your club? Um, well, would you like anyone? It doesn't really have to be Ben Hunt. Would you like anyone in your club where there's a lot of speculation and rumours? And look, it could prove again to be a distraction unless they can put it, put it to bed for next year for the Dragons, who, of course, want to start fresh under the coaching of Shane Flanagan. Your thoughts on that one? Unlikely finals heroes. Who has been one of the unlikely finals heroes that has stood up and taken their team maybe to the grand final, maybe to the premiership, or maybe just had a great run in the finals? Unlikely finals heroes. And who's winning over the weekend by how many points? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 As I say, John Gallo coming up shortly. But on the other side of this, we'll catch up with Charlie Goodsir and preview the week two of finals footy in both the NRL and the AFL. It's coming up to 12 past five Friday morning. Tradies News in a nutshell. 16 past five traders used in a nutshell to Charlie Goodsir and our NRL preview in just a second. Just a couple of texts before that on 0457 736 736. Jason says, Dan, good morning. Good morning to you too, Jason. Do you know if there are any Roosters players that are off contract this year for 2024? 
I'm just wondering on behalf of the Melbourne Storm to see if we could sign them. Okay. Uh, well, there's not a heap of contracts for next year. There are a few. Uh, there is a stack, and I rent them out yesterday. They're off contract and available at this stage to be spoken to uh, for 2025. That includes the likes of Joey Manu, Angus Crichton, although there seems to be talk about Angus Crichton going to Rugby Union, Siwa Wong, uh, Daniel Tupo, Luke Keary. They're all off contract, uh, so you can have a go at them uh, if you want. Uh, I think the Roosters will be trying to wrap up a couple of those players very quickly. And Big G says in terms of who's going to win this weekend, Morning Danny says Roosters by four. And Knights by 10. Cheers to Big G. Oh, yeah. And we're going to get stuck into our preview. I'm finding this weekend very hard to tip both games, especially tomorrow. But I think tonight is going to be pretty close as well. Your thoughts on that? Who's going to win? What's going to be the scoreline? 0457 736 736. What's going to be the headline come Monday morning when we talk again out of this weekend of sport, whether it be rugby league, AFL, EPL, somewhere else, rugby union? Happy to hear from you on that one. And Ben Hunt, he's spoken to Michael Carianis in the Telegraph. He says he will be there in 2024. He also says, though, he's not being held hostage. Your thoughts? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. And unlikely finals heroes. Uh, Wishart playing tonight for the Storm. Momorowski playing tonight for the Roosters. Who have been some unlikely, unheralded Finals heroes in the past. one 1170 0457 736 736 at 18 past five. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Friday morning at Tradies News in a nutshell. We are here, semi-finals week of the NRL, the AFL, of course, as well. We might get Charlie's take on that before this segment is out. Charlie, Good morning to you. Good morning. How are we? Very, very well. Excited for the weekend coming up. Yeah, pretty pumped. Pretty pumped. Uh, just going to park myself in front of the telly all weekend. Had a big mm. weekend last week, so now just looking forward to just chilling out and uh, watching these finals. Quiet weekend then. Quiet weekend. Quite nervous weekend for you tomorrow, especially. I'm, I'm actually not that nervous about it. I, I think, talk to me after uh, when the game starts, mm, mm. or maybe now before, then mm. I'll probably be a bit nervous. But I think I just wanted to win a final. Mm. We've done that, and mm. now all the pressure's on the Warriors. We're sort of the underdogs, so I'm, I'm happy with it. I'll give you a call 5 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Uh, now, the NRLW, of course, got underway last night with that game between the Tigers and the Knights. Uh, a lot of games coming up this weekend. Uh, tomorrow at 6 p.m., the Roosters will take on the Cowboys. It'll be at Cogra Oval. In fact, part of a double header at Cogra Oval because the Dragons will then take on the Broncos at 10 past 8 and then on Sunday at 1pm the Eels will play the Sharks and the Raiders will play the Titans of course finals uh, for the NRLW begin next week uh, their grand final on NRL grand final day so all happening in the NRLW yeah and I'm loving these double headers just at neutral venues as well there's a neutral venue for uh, one of the games mm. I, I think that's the way that's the way to do it moving forward yeah I'm just can't wait to get into the finals uh, we had that cracker last weekend at the yeah. Uh, the top of the table clash, which mm. uh, my Newcastle Knights beat your uh, they did. Sydney Roosters, they but but that means likely that uh, you know one of them will finish first and second. Mm. Uh, I doubt the Roosters will drop another game. That means they'll very likely face in the grand final again. So yeah. uh, you'll get your chance. Yep, I'll get my tickets, and we could go together and watch the. NRLW Grand Final into the Men's Grand Final. I mean, we could still be up for a Roosters Knights Men's Grand Final as well. So anything's possible. Could be, could be. That may all change over the next 48 hours. Let's have a look at the NRL Final. So week two begins tonight at 7.50pm. The Melbourne Storm taking on the Sydney Roosters. Let's look at the Storm first. They were, look, for a long part of that game last week, it was 8-0 before the Broncos ran away with it. But 
their second half in particular storm, very unstorm like, but I think it's kind of, I think you might've said this on Monday show. It's kind of summed up their year a little bit because they still finished in third. They've still been very good, but they have been a little inconsistent, especially away from home. They haven't been their best all year. They've been good without being great is uh, the analogy you're hearing more and more with the mm. storm. Uh, they just looked out of sync and I, I don't know why. Uh, I'm sure Craig Bellamy was probably scratching his head and hopefully they've figured that out by now. Mm. Uh, I, I, I back them to, to bounce back mm. in this game. I, I think uh, the reactions after the game, especially from Cameron Munster, uh, mm. really couldn't hide his uh, disappointment levels uh, when he was being interviewed. I, I think that will burn them. I mm. think all the Reddit we've been hearing is that they've been having pretty genuine and frank conversations amongst mm. the players, just trying to work out what went wrong, how they can fix it and turn it around. It's been a lot of positive chat um, since that game. So look, I, I think they'll bounce back. I think the big question mark is their forwards. Yes. Their forward pack's been uh, beaten up in the last few weeks, which you don't normally say about Melbourne Storm sides. Christian Walsh doesn't look like the player. He... We know he can be. Uh, Nelson Osava Solomon has been good in patches. I think Tarek Sims has been their best forward. And look, I, I think if Tarek Sims is your best forward at the current age he's in, and you know in the twilight of his career, then I think there are some mm. there's some big question marks there. But look up. They'll bounce back for sure. No, Xavier Coates. It's interesting you mentioned the Cam Munster comments post-match. I was watching the game on Fox and then switched over to Channel 9, mainly because I wanted to hear if there was any reaction about Ryan Pappenhaus. And then Cam Munster was uh, interviewed by Danica Mason. And he, again, I said as I said on Monday, I can't tell you what he said, but basically said it was dog something, that performance, mm. which you never really hear a player say after a game. Well, be, be that honest and, yeah. and brutal and about your own game. Um, yeah. And Brandon Smith from the Roosters, who of course spent many years at the Storm, uh, said earlier on in the week, he doesn't expect the Storm to play that badly two weeks in a row either, and they are back at home. It is interesting. You mentioned the Storm's forward pack. That's probably where the Roosters have the advantage in this game. Yes, no, Jared Rear Hargraves, but Lindsay Collins has been one of, if not maybe the best forward in the game most of the season, definitely over the past four or six weeks. Terrell May off the bench has been good. Fletcher Baker's been doing a job. Uh, and we know Siwa Wong, Angus Crichton, we know Nat Butcher, they're all good players. Where the Roosters are lacking a little bit is in the back line, aside from James Desco, of course, uh, Paul Momorowski back into the team. That'll be interesting to see what happens there. Corey Allen in the centre position. I suppose the one thing you could say about the Roosters is that their forward pack mostly still intact and their spine is mostly still intact. So if they can match it with the Storm Fords, these players like Corey Allen and Paul Momorowski are still talented enough with Tedesco and Kiri to set things up. Yeah, I like you look at the team and yeah, they haven't been firing all year, some of mm. the Storm, but they've still got the talent on the park. I think... Sam Walker has been such a great inclusion at the back end of the year. Uh, we know we know he was dropped earlier, and then he had that long, long run of injury. Um, but since being back, he's had that cool head. That that field goal that he slotted um, was a complete uh, opposite of what we saw in in with Nico Hines mm. and with the Sharks and Jamal Fogarty with the Raiders as well, who who tensed up when they got a little bit and kind of held on to a little bit longer. Sam Walker just slotted it through and just turned his head. No reaction at all. Just said, sweet, we got it. Let's, Let's play know, on. focus on yeah. the last seven minutes of the game. It's um, the, 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 old, uh, the old saying in, in sport or in, in rugby at least is that uh, the forwards win you the game and the backs decide by how much. Mm. So if the Roosters are to win that four pack needs to fire, which I think they will. I think Lindsay Collins has had one of the best years uh, of any of the forwards across the whole competition. Um, I think he'll be rewarded with a with a kangaroos jersey. He was, uh, I think, stiff not to win the Wally Lewis Medal for State of Origin. 
And I think, uh, yeah, that that win last week just proved that they can that they won't die. They won't die wondering. Mm. Can they cause an upset? That's the question. My other concern, and you saw in the game, but just before we get your tip, you saw in the game against the Sharks. Now, they ended up winning that game, um, and they had a lot more chances, I think, in attack than the Sharks did. They couldn't capitalise on them. If they could do that tonight in this game, then they would probably do win it. My only concern is they went back to playing side to side a little bit, which is what they were doing when they weren't winning games earlier on in the year, not like we've seen over the past five or six weeks where they have gone on this winning streak. Yeah, and I, I think that, to me, that comes down to the defensive end from the Sharks. True. I think they were really good defensively. I think that was a real defensive stalemate of a game, which I absolutely love, uh, those sort of tight games. I don't think it will be the same case here. I think there's too much talent in the park on both sides mm. that will open up the scoring a little bit more. But just, I think the Roosters, if they're, I think they need to take it to that hour mark. Uh, similar to what they did with, with the Sharks. Mm. They were in it with about with about 20 minutes to go. If they're still in it with a chance to win, I, I think they'll set it up nicely for, for possibly an upset. Who does win? I think the Storm win. Mm. Um, I, I just think they'll bounce back from a really poor performance the week before. Uh, and, and I think they'll win by a lot on the scorecard mm. alone. I think I'm doing about 16 points. Okay. I think it'll be tight. And the last 20 minutes, I think they'll run away with it. I think the Storm win as well. Uh, they very rarely, I hope I'm wrong, but I do think they win. They rarely play two bad weeks in a row. But I do give the Roosters, I know, like you just said, by 16 points. I know a lot of people have been riding the Roosters off. And I think from after what we saw last week, that's a dangerous thing to do. I, I still think the Storm win, but I think the Roosters are in with the fighting chance. And as we said, they can match it with their forwards. You just never know what could happen. But look, I think the Storm does win. Can you believe, though, that the Roosters are potentially, if they do win, only one game away from the grand final? After the year will be... This is a bad year for the Roosters. Yeah, no, I, I can't believe it. I really can't believe it. Did put $5 on about six or seven weeks ago to win the competition. Gamble responsibly, of course. Now, Warriors up right. against the Newcastle Knights, 4.05 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. The Warriors back in New Zealand. So it will basically be a role reversal from what we saw last week in Newcastle. Not many Newcastle fans there packed full of Warriors fans. My concern for the Warriors is I almost look not though. Look, I still think Penrith go on and win the competition at the moment. They're easily my premiership favorite. So no shame to lose to the Panthers. But I think I mentioned this to you last week or the week before the way they've been winning leading into the finals, they've slowed down a bit to what they were doing earlier on in the year. Sean Johnson clearly needs to play. You'd imagine he would. Um, do the Warriors bounce back? And I know you're not going to tip them, but do the Warriors bounce back and put what happened last week out of their head and focus on the fact that they're at home, first home final in a long time since 2008? Look, I'm, I'm very biased when I say this. I won't, I won't uh, deny that. But I just think the occasion could get to them. Well, we almost saw that with the Knights last week too. Which, yeah, which is why I sort of go down that path because the, the Knights, I think, like opened the score in the first five minutes and then – from there, just basically did nothing. Mm. I think with the ball made a lot of easy, simple mistakes, mm. let Canberra get out to an almost unassailable lead, and then they came back in the second half. I'm sure if that were to be the case, the Warriors wouldn't just fold and, mm. and let Newcastle run all over them. But I'm just a bit concerned that that might be the case and and just the, the hype around them. And they haven't won in a little while now. They they lost to um, the Dolphins in the last round. Lost to the Dolphins yeah. in the last round. And I think they... No, I think they beat the the, uh, the Dragons maybe mm. the, the second week before, but not convincingly I think it was something all. like 18 points to six. So it wasn't convincing, no. No, and um, Sean Johnson remains a, a bit of a mystery and we won't really know until he plays until tomorrow mm. when they 
run out, basically. Mm. Mm. And I just think from all the, the narrative and, and rhetoric that we've been hearing about his injury, that it's a calf, we, we've had so many calf injuries this season that it could really be touch and go. And I think if, you know, if he does play, he might not be 100% and you just don't bring in under undercooked players. I know that we had Cam Ponga last week for, for the Knights, but he, I mean, he looked basically 100% ready to go. I just think with, with Sean Johnson, he just looks a bit... Mm, just everything we've been hearing around doesn't sound great. Mm. Does the Knights, the extra time they played, they played to play an extra 10 minutes. Very physical game. Does that play into this game at all? I, I personally don't think so because I think they've been playing... 80, you know, close to 90 minute games anyway throughout the season, I think. And I think if you're not fit at this time of the year, mm. then it, it won't matter. But I, th- I think at September, you're in peak physical fitness. Um, 90 minutes will feel like 80 minutes. I think maybe they might be a bit sore with the bruising and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I don't think there's a single player uh, for any of the remaining teams that isn't mm. somewhat banked up. I, I think it won't be a factor. No Jackson Hastings. Adam Clune did a good job there filling in for him for those few weeks at the end of the season. I... I Probably stupid in asking this. Who are you tipping in this game? I'm tipping Newcastle, mm. and I'm I'm pretty confident mm. to be honest with you. I, I think Newcastle made by about four points, mm. not uh not a lot. I I think it'll come right down to the final play, as it always seems it does with with Newcastle. Uh, but it it, it will be an interesting game. I've yeah. been fifty fifty on it all week. I'm going to go with the Warriors, but I have no confidence and I have no real reasoning behind that. I just think maybe at home, maybe the occasion will get them over the line, but that. It's a toss of the coin game. I tell you what will be good. A 405 game. I've spent a bit of time in Newcastle over the past year. You know the area very well. Uh, that place will be rocking. And all the pubs around Newcastle, uh, in the city and the suburbs of Newcastle on uh, tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, if you're in Newcastle, watch out Saturday night if they win because yes. it will be party central. Might get the train up. Uh, now, just quickly before I leave you, or you leave me, AFL uh, this weekend, semi-final weekend as well. Tonight, uh, Melbourne Demons up against Carlton. Of course, Carlton got the win over the Swans last weekend. Melbourne lost to Collingwood. Who wins? I'm tipping Carlton. I'm Ooh. tipping Melbourne to go uh, out in straight sets two years in a row. Preliminary final for Carlton. Who would have thought? Mm. Um, and, and who would they play? Do you know? Would that be... That uh, they would play... Uh, Brisbane. Brisbane, okay. Yep. So it wouldn't be Collingwood. It could be a Collingwood-Carlton Grand Final. Oh, God. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, Port Adelaide, GWS Giants, GWS on a roll. They head to Adelaide. Can they beat Port Adelaide? Yes, they can. I'm going to the Giants Ooh. to beat Port. Giants and Carlton for you. All right. And then the Storm and the Knights in the NRL. We'll chat on Monday. We'll see how that's all unfolded and we'll be ready for preliminary final weekend. Yeah, ready to either laugh or cry. Thoughts on any of that? one 300 one 1170 or 0457 736 736. Uh, 24 minutes to six. Just repeating that NRLW score from last night with the game was moved. Uh, you would have heard about that yesterday from Cameltown to Leichhardt due to the smoke. Although I don't think there was much smoke across Sydney. Uh, yesterday, or last night anyway, it was very smoky yesterday morning. Knights 28 over the Tigers, 8 the Knights wrap up the minor premiership. Don't forget Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game with over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you're in with the chance. T's and C's apply. Just before, John, a couple of texts on 0457 736 736 asking you about Ben Hunt. He's done an interview with Michael Cariana saying he will be there in 2024, uh, and he's not being held hostage by the Dragons. Not at all. 
uh, asking if you'd want him at your club. If you are a Dragons fan or if there's a player at your club in a similar situation, also asking who's going to go through in week two of the NRL finals and what's going to be the headline. And unlikely finals heroes, unlikely finals heroes on the back of Wishart starting for the Storm at halfback tonight. Momorowski for the Roosters at centre. There'll be uh, stories there with one way or another, depending which way it goes. On Ben Hunt, uh, this is from... Uh, the Kingswood Welder. Hello. Uh, Cock-a-doo-doo-doo, uh, young nutshell down. Thank you. Uh, regarding Ben Hunt not being held hostage, that will do me. Uh, I think you can see the gun's muzzle imprint on his forehead. All the best to your chicken men. Uh, Charlie, I love Charlie, he says. <laughs> thank you, Kingswood Welder. Uh, yes, uh, thank you. We'll see what happens tonight. And this from Simon of Wollongong. Good morning. I've been following St. George since I was seven years old in 1977. And I wish we would just let Ben Hunt leave. Ben is a great player, but he obviously don't doesn't want to be a Dragon anymore. And I can't see this ending well for anyone. Us Dragons fans will go through some more pain in 2024. And I'm already looking forward to rebuilding our club in 2025. Simon from Willowcock. It is an interesting one because the Dragons... Thank you, Simon. Uh, it's an interesting one because the Dragons are supposed to be rebuilding Shane Flanagan coming in. He'll be starting his job very soon, of course, heading into the offseason. It'll be next season before you know it. But if this story is something that dominates over the offseason and then into the start of the season, especially if the Dragons have a bad start to next season in, what, four or five months' time... I just think it's going to prove more of a distraction. We'll see. Look, Ben Hunt, he's a good player. He's shown he will play well for the Dragons, but it's just, it's there in the background, even though it might not be being talked about all the time. Your thoughts on that? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01170. More texts in a sec, but time to do this at 22 to 6. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. And on the line, John Gallo. Morning to you, John. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Dan. How are you going? Uh, yes, very well indeed. Looking forward to a big weekend of sport. That includes the EPL. Uh, before that, though, I just want to get your take on uh, this. This news that came out over the past 24 to 48 hours about the A-League Grand Final with officials. They're considering backflipping on their decision to sell the Grand Final to the New South Wales government for three years. Uh, now, we know they played it in Sydney last year, but the deal might now, well, this year, uh, but the deal might now be reworked with sources confirming negotiations between the APL and the New South Wales government had recently started. Options being considered as alternatives to the grand final being played in Sydney include a concept similar to the NRL Magic Round involving both men's and women's teams and the return of the A-League All-Star matches instead of having the grand final locked in. Now, we know in the NRL it's locked in. With sometimes it's locked into Sydney, uh, Melbourne with the AFL always. Where do you think with this? Because there was a lot of criticism about them locking it into Sydney for three years. I think it's probably a good idea to rework it. Yeah, probably a good idea to rework it. I think locking yourself in uh, for three years is quite a considerable amount of time, isn't it? I don't think you share the love by doing that. I think you can rub fans the wrong way. We've got. Obviously, football's got a real good following in, in Victoria, in Melbourne as well. Um, arguably, perhaps a bigger following in football in Melbourne than they do here in Sydney, just because of the, the European background in, in Melbourne uh, and the love for football down there and, and how well the, the state leagues have done down there in the past. Uh, Brisbane, obviously, we want to grow the game in Brisbane. I think strategically, from an ALE perspective, it makes sense to try and target Brisbane a little more, as well as the likes of even Tasmania as well. Tasmania's you know, been a little bit unloved 
for some time. Obviously, now the AFL moving a team into there in the near future. So I think from you know, an A-League perspective and trying to grow the game, which ultimately is the goal of the A-League, um, I think they, they're doing a good decision of moving out of Sydney if they can get to it and try and spread the love around the East Coast and then perhaps considering the likes of Perth maybe even New Zealand as well at some stage, obviously because there's talk of Wellington Phoenix in the competition, but there's also talk of the A-League will expand by 2024-2025 with two new sides, one in Auckland and one in Canberra, uh, which makes sense when you look at what the Canberra W-League team has been going for some time. So, yeah, I think there's an opportunity to spread the love. I think the A-League are doing a smart thing by trying to talk to other states, not just locking themselves into Sydney for three years. Sydney is very, very competitive. You've got to remember, obviously, how many sides in the NRL play in Sydney. Um, so I think from a strategic point of view, growing the game, putting it elsewhere as well, giving other states an opportunity is a, is a smart move. Going to be interesting to see how the A-League goes this year, and no doubt we'll talk about it a bit closer to the time. On the back of what we saw in the middle of this year with the Matildas, uh, the Socceroos, of course, were a bit long ago now with uh, the, fire, the World Cup in the Men's World Cup at the back end of last year. But see if the A-League can capitalise on any of that. It all begins on the 20th of October, so still a little way away, just over a month or so, but we're across that here. All right, now, very excited, John, because the EPL is back after the international break. I saw England did get a win over Scotland uh, the other day in that friendly. I don't know what that counts for too much in terms of uh, the pressure on Gareth Southgate, but let's focus on the EPL. Back on tomorrow night, 9.30pm, Wolves will take on Liverpool. Yeah, big one, this one, in terms of uh, Liverpool. I mean, they had a great run-in in the last couple of weeks, opening start of four weeks. They've had a draw and three wins on the trot. Uh, sneaking up into third position already, so a great start for Liverpool. So playing some really good football under Jurgen Klopp, the two new additions on the off-season of McAllister and Shalesha by in that midfield have done wonders, uh, as well as keeping Salah at the club. And Darwin Nunes is in career-best form as well up front. So a real phenomenal front six, if you like, when you include the midfielders in there. I think Liverpool win this one comfortably 2-0. I think Wolves are struggling this year. Only one win in four games, sitting in 15th spot, uh, which is where people expect them to be, to be honest. I think Liverpool win this, even though uh, you know Liverpool playing away from home. As per usual, a stack of games at midnight tomorrow night going into Sunday. The first of them, Tottenham, the Ange bus back underway, hosting Sheffield United. Yeah, um, to Spurs, you know, Spurs boss, Ange Postecoglou, he's had a big wrap over in the UK since he started. Obviously, Spurs' season has got off to a flyer. Uh, obviously, they've been knocked out of the Carabao Cup against Fulham as well during midweek, a week or so ago. But their concentration, you know, judging by Andrew's press conferences and his post-match interviews, seems to be squarely on the uh, on doing well for the English Premier League and uh, getting his side in a top four position, hopefully come end of season. So far, so good. Draw and three wins on the trot, sneaking them to second spot. Besides Liverpool, I think Spurs have been playing some really good football this season and a real potential challenge to, to Man City, hopefully, as the season goes on. But obviously, their squad depth is going to get tested out along the way. Uh, Sheffield United, you know, look, a very, very poor start of the season. Three losses and a draw. They're sitting in 17th spot in that relegation battle. Again, as expected, newly promoted side, Sheffield United, struggling already. So some pretty ominous signs there already. But Spurs, great start. And I think their winning trot continues this weekend. Speaking of Man City, they travel away to play West Ham. Tricky one for West Ham. Yeah, I mean, West Ham as long as Man City, Spurs and Liverpool have been absolutely phenomenal start to the season. A draw and three wins on the trot. I don't know what David Moyes has done with his side during the off-season, but he's really galvanised his side together. And Tony Upbump playing really, really well. Penqueta in the attacking midfield, playing some really good football. Obviously, the added addition of James Ward-Prowse from Southampton has given them some dead ball ability with likes of free kicks and corners and crosses. 
Um, so that's been a great addition to the midfield for West Ham. For Man City, obviously, it's the same old, same old, isn't it, really? Um, you know, the likes of you know, Kovacic in that midfield, Jack Welsh, Phil Foden, Erling Haaland and the like. It's, uh, it's the Man City bus keeps going forward and forward and doesn't look like it's slowing down anytime soon. Four wins on the trot. And a, and a wonderful start, two points on top of the ladder already, Man City. So I think this is going to be a big one, though. I think West Ham at West Ham will be difficult. I'm expecting Man City just to get by 1-0. I think it'll be a close game. Man United at Old Trafford hosting Brighton. Well, this one is probably one, one of the ones to watch besides the Man City game. I think this one's going to be very interesting when you look at the pressure that Ten Hag has been under mm. uh, since the start of the season. The form has been a little bit up and down. You know, Obviously, Man United over two wins and two losses out of the four games. Um, you look at Brighton, started very, very strong. Three wins and one loss. That loss came to West Ham a couple of weeks ago, which is a big surprise uh, in the way they played in that game. But they've since recorrected things as of the weekend before. And I think, look, I think this one's going to be anyone's game. Man United at Man United is always a difficult task. But I think at the moment there's a lot of noise surrounding Ten Hag and his future at Man United. Obviously, he's had a fallout with Jaden Sancho since then, which has been on public social media for everyone to look at. I think Man United headspace. I think there's a lot of noise going around behind the scenes there. I think Brighton are playing them at a good time. I think Brighton might be the, the favourites into this one. At Sevilla, will host Crystal Palace. Yeah, Villa and Palace. I mean, Villa again. You know, you know, Emery's been terrific with with what he's done there since he's come in last season, and uh, this season so far they've had a, a good start to the season. You know, obviously with um, two wins and, and two losses, it's been you know up and down a little bit for them, but I think they're slowly hitting the straps. Villa. Palace been terrific. Uh, you know, had three, two wins, two a draw and a, and a loss. Uh, only one loss in, in four games has shown you how well Roy Hudson has done with his side in the off season. But I'm going to back Villa for this one. I think Villa at home will be a big advantage. Two thirty Sunday morning, Newcastle play Brentford. Yeah, Newcastle and Brentford. Would you believe it or not? There's talk in the background about Eddie Howe's job being potentially on the line. Uh, obviously, he's had a loss against Liverpool, a loss against Man City. And uh, and a loss before that as well. So it's been a struggle for Newcastle. Three losses on the bounce. Um, they haven't had that form that we've come to expect from them. Although they've had a very tough fixture list to start the uh, the season off, which hasn't been kind to them. But at the end of the day, you know I think Newcastle will be strong at home as well. Bradford had three draws and a, and a win, so they're undefeated heading to this one. But I think Newcastle will be galvanised. I think international break will do them the world of good just to reset things. And I think the season can kick on from here. So I'm backing Newcastle to get the three points. And just quickly, two games on Sunday night. One at 11pm, Bournemouth will play Chelsea. And then at 1.30am Monday morning, Everton play Arsenal. What a hard task for Everton. We know their start of the year has been pretty poor. Yeah, for Chelsea, this is a danger game, uh, I think, for them. I think travelling down to Bournemouth is always a, a difficult away game for any football side, let alone Chelsea, who've been very inconsistent at the start of the year. Only one win, four games, and a draw as well. Two losses. Um, not been an impressive start to the season for Mauricio Pontecino. Obviously, after a billion-dollar spend in the transfer window in the off-season as well, and not getting the results that you expect from a billion-dollar football side, there's massive concerns there. Um, a lot of noise going in the background. Bournemouth at Bournemouth. They'll be up for this. I expect it to be a draw. I haven't been impressed with the way Chelsea have played this season, mm. so I think they've got a lot of work to, to do and to catch up on. In terms of Everton and Arsenal, look, Everton, they've had a very, very slow start of the season, haven't they? Three losses on a trot, a draw last weekend, uh, whereas you look at Arsenal, undefeated three wins and a draw. I know Arsenal's performances and some of those wins haven't been you know, on highlight reels anytime soon, but I think Arsenal's form under Mikel Tedesoli coming to, to fruition this season. I think the confidence is brewing at the moment. Odegaard, Gabriel Jesus coming back. Zinzenko been playing some really good football. 
and uh, I think with Everton, some really poor football for them. Unfortunately, Sam Dyche, I don't know what he will do with it, with his side going forward. He's got a lot of headaches. I'm backing Arsenal to get the job done. All right, and one other game we'll talk to you about next week is on Tuesday morning at 4.45. Nottingham Forest play Burnley. Just quickly before I let you go, your NRL tips for the weekend, week two of the final. Storm or Roosters tonight? Uh, I'm going to go with the Roosters. I think um, mm. I think Melbourne Storm now, the news overnight, Jerome Hughes missing yeah. out to injury is a big one. I know obviously no Manu, no uh, Tupo either. Um, I think Billy Smith is out as well yeah. for memory. So three three key injuries for the Roosters. I know it's going to be an injury-played uh, uh, final series, which is a bit of a shame because you like to see sides go at it at full strength rather. But I think this is going to be interesting. I think the Roosters riding a bit of wave momentum. I think the Storm on the other end of the spectrum a little bit with the uh, heavy loss to the Broncos up there in Brisbane. I know Brisbane's not an easy place to play, but I am backing uh, the Roosters to get the job done in Melbourne. And just in one word, Warriors or Knights? I'm going Newcastle. Sean Johnson still injury cloud mm. over the heel play apparently, so I'm going to go the Knights. I think the Knights for sure if Warriors can't get Sean Johnson fit. So All I'm going right. Newcastle. Very interesting. Very interesting. We'll see how it plays out over the next 48 hours. John, I will see you a bit later on, and we'll chat next week. Hi, mate. Talk soon. Looking forward forward to it. John Gallo talking all things football. Uh, We'll take a break. Come back with more. It's the ten and a half to six. Six to six. Patton Hills coming up in Queensland. For this is through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney. Vossi and Brandy. Brandy in the studio with me. Morning. G'day, Dan. Big weekend coming up. Big show coming up as well on The Breakfast Show. Ah, yes. And I think it's, well, you know. It, it all surrounds um, the the big games on this weekend mm. with uh, the the Storm and the Roosters tonight. And Jerome Hughes out certainly brings the Roosters, even though they're knocked around uh, with outside back injuries, uh, brings brings them right back into this one. Jerome Hughes has been Melbourne's best player this year. Yeah. Uh, so mm. they can't replace him. Um, and Munster and Grant will need to step up. So uh, that makes that one an intriguing clash. I'm still not convinced that Sean Johnson will play. Mm. Calf injuries, we've seen many, many players with calf injuries this year. And to return after a week off, I, I haven't seen it this year. I don't think we've no. seen a player return. So, and, you, and, and a calf injury isn't something that you can nurse through a game. No. You either play, it's either 100% mm. or you don't play. Yeah. You can't – well, he can't jog around the field. And like, he, fit, if he's not fit and tries to uh, ease, him, ease himself through the game, like, you can't do that. Won't have any effect in the game. Yeah. Thank Correct. you. We'll hear, with, hear you with Vossi after 6 a.m. Big G says, unlikely finals hero, 2003 grand final, Luke Rooney scoring two tries for the Panthers. And Chookman says, Knights and East to win this weekend. We'll see what unfolds over the next couple of days in the NRL AFL, of course, their second week of the finals. Patton Hills coming up for breakfast in Queensland. Vossi and Brandy in Sydney. Have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday morning from 5 a.m.